Welcome to Living the Dream Outdoors, the official podcast of Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. We live by the motto, it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. And we live the outdoor lifestyle every day. Whether you're a landowner or dreaming of joining the ranks of those closest to the earth, we're your brothers and sisters of the outdoors. We hunt, we fish, we're stewards of the land, and our Living the Dream team will show you the way to enjoying the land and all the outdoor pursuits it has to offer. Here's your host, Bill Cooper. They say that the family that fishes together stays together. That's right. <laughs> I've got a couple here waiting. Jennifer Camp from Jacksonville, Arkansas. They've been fishing for a long time. they got a couple of daughters, nine and six years old. Yes, sir. Mama, they like to fish too? They do. Now, did you teach them to fish? Mm, I think it's a joint effort. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we like to hear about. But you guys, uh, uh, wait, I see that you work for uh, Arkansas Water, Central Arkansas Water. Yes, sir. So, Jacksonville's right in the center of the state? Uh, pretty close. Pretty yeah. close. Okay. And we've got a nurse here. Boy, I'm glad to hear that. Me here at fishing camp. Somebody take care of Says You guys are all going to die. <laughs> well, we <laughs> hope not. At us. <laughs> But here we are together down on Lake Washington in Mississippi. I've been here for about three weeks, and my my listeners, I think, have begun to think that uh, I've moved to Lake Washington. Wouldn't be a bad place to live, would it? No, sir. <laughs> so, wait, i got to ask you, how long have you been fishing? Mm. Probably 35 years. And what are you, 37? 38. <laughs> I was pretty close. Yeah. But uh, who got you started fishing? Oh, my dad. Your dad? He, was he quite an outdoorsman? Oh, yeah. Still is today. Still is today. How old is he today? Ooh, you do. You would have to ask me that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is dad? Probably 62? Maybe. Oh, yeah. he's still a young fellow. That's he, right. He's 10 years younger than me. There you go. Well, tell your dad hi. I will. I will do it. Say hi, dad. Hi, dad. <laughs> now you got to make sure he hears it. That's right. Brownie points. That's right. <laughs> okay, what what do you guys like to fish for the most? What species of fish? Crappie. Crappie. And uh, did you you competed in a little tournament today, didn't you? Yes, sir. How did you guys do? I think we finished fifth in it. Well, that's not too bad. Yeah. But first place kind of was a ways out in front of everybody else, wasn't it? Yes, sir. Oh, boy, they had some big old slabs. So how did you guys go about fishing today? I always started on some brush piles and probably eight to ten foot of water and um, noticed some fish that did not stay in that nine or ten foot of water where they was last week. Oh, yeah. A lot of things have happened here. I've been watching and listening to the fishermen that they talked about, but still it can be confusing for somebody new coming in on lake. One guy's going to tell them they're in the trees. Another one's going to say, hey, I've been trolling out in the middle of the lake with, with uh, crankbaits and catching some pretty nice crappie. So they're, they are a bit scattered. Right, yeah. right. We found most of the fish right there at the end of the day. Uh, and that five foot or less, um, sitting right on the bottom, right on the bottom. Real lethargic today. They didn't. They didn't want to. Uh, wasn't real active. To chase a jig or, or uh, you know, really take advantage of coming after the jig. They wanted it sitting right in their face. Yeah, I heard a little bit of that yesterday too. Guys were saying that the fish were real tight to the cypress tree trunks, and then get on the bottom. A lot of them were saying they were going all the way to the bottom, just slowly moving that jig up in the water column, just six or eight inches, right. and then getting hit. Any particular colors that work for you out there today? Uh, we, we were on orange and chartreuse, I mean, uh, 
a little silver color, you know, natural stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, Jennifer, any pink and white? I don't think I did. I think, <laughs> I think I used probably about every color there was. And <laughs> now, my wife Diane, she's a big pink fan. We first got together fifteen years or so ago. She came she, from Pennsylvania's home state. She didn't tell me she was such a good smallmouth fisherman. You know, <laughs> and she breaks out a pink rooster tail. I'm laughing, he hawing. Well, she outfished me with her pink rooster tail that year for Christmas. I got a big old box, nothing but pink rooster tails. And <laughs> she loves them. I guess there's something to it, you know. Right. But I, probably more knowing how to fish them than anything. But you're a fishing couple. What do you What do you think about fishing together? Do you get along in the fishing boat? Didn't have one argument all day, believe it. We did okay not. today. Did okay today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now, what's what's the issues that come up when you're fishing together as a couple? If there's a problem, uh, somebody standing on one side of the boat, or both of us standing on one side oh, of the boat. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Unlevel. Okay. Well, that's both of you's fault. That's not you can't point f- fingers at her then. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Now, what does she do wrong that gets under your skin? Mm. Truth mm. time. Yeah. Truth should, time. Nothing. 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 <laughs> I love her unconditionally every day. Ah, uh, there you go. Perfect answer. Perfect answer. You're probably going to get roses sometime this week. That's right. <laughs> what about him? What, what does he do that irritates you? I can't think of one. Like, Oh, he's got to do something. He puts me in the trees. Puts you in the I trees. Guess. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, my wife generally, it's, I stay too long. You know, she, she'll she get tired. I just close my eyes and take a nap. Take a nap. Yeah. That, generally, that's what I do. You know, <laughs> of course, my wife's quite a bit younger than me, so she can stay awake a lot longer than me. But there's kind of a, you know, when couples fish, fish, hunt together, whatever they do in the outdoors. I've written articles about this for 50 years, primarily written to guys because they're usually at fault when it comes to problems <laughs> in the outdoors and they've got their significant other with them you know right. and i've preached for decades hey if you want that lady to go with you treat her right that's right buy her the good fishing equipment buy her the good hunting equipment don't give her the hand-me-down stuff you know make sure her equipment is as good or better than yours that's right and and then they'll beat up on you. Mm-hmm. That'll be fine. <laughs> it is just fine. But when we take off on vacation, you know, a lot of times uh, I try to make sure that if we're gone for a week, we have at least a day, maybe two, we can go do something the wife wants to do. You know, hey, you're in charge today. Let's just go, and I'll follow along behind you. She said, pay the bills, too. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. But uh, I've seen, oh, we've all seen it out on the lakes, you know, when uh, things don't go just right. You see people throwing rods and reels in the bottom of the boat, and there's a few words said that they kind of have to retract later. Probably, you yeah. hope they do anyway. You yeah, know? today but, was one of those days where uh, I, I live scoped quite a bit today, and uh, um, literally was hitting a fish in the head, and they didn't want nothing to do with it. Now that makes it nothing. tough for everybody. Yes, yeah. Very, very frustrating, and and I, you know, a couple of times I had to look back and ensure her that. It wasn't her fault, you know. Uh, I said, look, I'm not mad at you or upset with you or anything, but I didn't want her to get that vibe, you know, that, that you know, it's a problem. Yeah. But uh, it, it was a rough day today. It really was. Um, last week we did pretty well. 
uh, fished the Big Mama last weekend. And uh, that's right. We come back again. I told her I left something down here in Mississippi. It's time for us to go back and try and get it again. <laughs> so well, I, uh, I can tell you what's going to happen here. I've been here off and on for three weeks. I was here from media event and left, went back home, and oh, we were just enamored with the place. So I talked to the TV crew and got those guys to come back down. They can only stay three days. I'm still here. It's been a, another <laughs> week and a half, you know, but right. just having a good time. And but uh, let me tell you. Story about my wife. Be encouraging to all ladies and Jennifer. You'll get a kick out of it. But she's originally from Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh. She hadn't been back home like 20 years. When we first got together, she kept dropping hints. Let's go to Pittsburgh. You know, that's about the last place on the face of the earth I want to go because Pittsburgh, you know, the steel town, that's the picture I had of Pittsburgh. Dirty, nasty, you know, I don't want to go there. And she kept bringing it up one Saturday morning. She brought it up, and I was busy working, and I got just a little bit irritated with her, kind of snapped at her. You know, it's okay, Diane, you know. Here's the deal. If you'll call out there and find a smallmouth fishing guy that runs a jet boat, it'll take me for free, and he's an outdoor rider. I mean, I'm stacking the deck, you know. Right. I'm thinking, uh, I won't have to go for a long time. And she did it. In two hours. Mm-hmm. In two hours. She had that all arranged. So we left. She's a diehard Steelers fan, man. She's like a cheerleader, you know, <laughs> when Steelers are playing. So away we went, made the opening game, and this guy she found was incredible. I didn't even know they ran jet boats out there, but the Allegheny River was like one of our Ozark streams, but five right. times bigger. Big hills, big boulders. And I didn't think anybody fished for smallmouth out there. They're all walleye and northern pike fishermen, but this guy had targeted smallmouth. Well, did my wife ever beat up on me? She didn't tell me she grew up fishing the Allegheny. She caught the fish, first fish, the biggest fish, the most fish, and the very last fish. She really put the hurts on me, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and, and didn't even apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool because the grand ending was I was working for Bass Pro Shop at a time just writing for them, develop, helping develop an outdoor library. I probably wrote 300 articles. I got this guy a job writing for Bass Pro because he didn't have anybody from the East Coast. So everybody was happy. Good fish story. That's kind of what we like right. to hear. Well, how long have you guys been coming down to Lake Washington? I think this is my third or fourth year. Fourth year. So, do you feel like you got a pretty good feel for the lake? I do. I do. Yeah. Um, in the in the years to come, I will do this for the Big Mama and try to do this uh, tournament we did today. Um, from now on, uh, my heart's in those kids that we had last week. Oh, and, wasn't, uh, wasn't that great? I, I, I'm we're winners. I mean, every one of us are winners for showing up. Uh, it, That's why you got to look at it. You know, it's, absolutely. And that money went to Camp Looking Glass. Yes, sir. Raised about seventy five hundred dollars. That's great. It, I think that's the biggest year Mike's had since he yeah, started. Wasn't that awesome? Boy, I, I think three people, include the overall winner, gave their money, get it back. Yeah, people do have big hearts. I right. got had a thousand dollar check. I'm right. sitting there thinking, what can I do with thousand dollar? I could buy this, that, and other. And I about cried. Big old boy. He, he said. Uh, I heard him mumbling. He he didn't want the whole crowd to hear him. You know, he was kind of mumbling. Just I want to give us money back. You know, and the lady come up and accepted. I think everybody got a lump in their throats. You know, yes, when that happened. But what a grand way and a fun way to raise some money. And the community here around Lake Washington. I know for the media event, I've been to a lot of them, and I've never seen a community kick in like they did around Lake Washington. It's just hey. A blowed-up example of good old Southern hospitality. That's right. That's what right. it turned into, yeah. Right. And, uh, of course, I live in the Ozarks. Great people there as well. But it seemed like, you know, you drift a little further south. That was – they make fun of me. They call me a 
swamp guy all the time. You know, I'm from the swamps of southeast Missouri. Used to really have a heavy southern accent like you guys. I've lost a little bit of it since uh-huh. I got up there among some of them Yankees. You know, the, they still give me a hard time. But but what fun! But uh, I've been been in this business for little five decades and i gotta say man the outdoors people i meet are the absolute best and that's that's the most fun thing about my job and get to meet meet people and particularly uh, get to meet couples because i I know you know uh, that's what's going to take for hunting and fishing to continue in this country is couples who are taking their kids into the outdoors and i know people on the podcast get sick of hearing me say this but it's important information less than four percent of americans hunt anymore and that's something 4%. we do together too. My wife and I, right. and my two little girls. Right. Um, my oldest killed her deer uh, two years ago, first deer. Yeah. And my youngest killed a deer this year, her six year old. So great. Um, How does and they're gr- girls too? I got yes, a granddaughter on one of my grandkids hunts with me. She's fifteen this year, but quite an emotional experience when they kill that first deer. Oh man, that's better than any big deer I've ever killed. A- absolutely, and I was just enamored. Uh, by Raven, I mean, I thought she was kind of wanting to go deer hunting, just go with Grandpa, you know, have a little time with Grandpa. That deer, this little deer, you know, a little doe stepped out in a food plot about 75 yards away. And, boy, now you could hear the breed, mm-hmm. <laughs> that heavy-duty breed. Boy, she's getting excited. But I had her shooting enough, a little 243. The little girl could shoot. Right. Put her on a, had her on a set of sticks and. And I mean, it wasn't two seconds. She said, Grandpa, I'm on him. Can I shoot him? I'm going, well, let me get the camera turned around. You know, get caught up with her. And, uh, boy, she made a perfect shot on that little deer. And she handed me her rifle. She was out of that blind and gone, you know. Right. She's over where she found. Before I got out of the blind, she was across the food plot. And She's gone. Picked, picked up a blood trail. I'm tracking her through the woods. And we lost it just a little bit. And then everybody from the house, grandma and grandson, came out, and we had a four-man team there. But Raven was in the lead. You know, she wanted to find her own deer, found that little doe, and she helped me field dress that deer. Awesome. And she got right in her, what's this, what's that, you know, I mean, a heart and the lungs and everything. She was so interested, and she helped me drag it to the truck, and we loaded it up and put it on a gamble and hoisted it up in a tree right out in the front yard. There you go. And we live in the woods, but uh, uh, she helped skin it. I mean, all the way to packaging that deer and getting it in the freezer. It just doesn't get any better than that. No. But, uh, hey, you guys, uh, I mean, I applaud you because you're doing it right. You're doing something that's so important to the hunting and fishing uh, business and, and traditions in this country. And I hope your little girls, I bet them, when they grow up, They'll be taking their kids. I hope so, Definitely. too. I'm not trying to age y'all, but you know you're going to have grandkids in the next decade Hopefully or 15 so. years. Absolutely. Yes, and uh, you think your kids are fun. Boy, grandkids, I love them because I spoil them and send them <laughs> home. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's right. yeah. Well, guys, I'll tell you what. Uh, it's been great having you all on the show. Great to hear from somebody from Arkansas. I've been intrigued in the last couple of weeks. Uh, I've run into people. I'm from St. James. I've run into people from Cuba, Steelville. Sullivan, that's all 10 to 30 miles from me. And I found out yesterday, you know, the big crappie uh, tournament's going over here on the lake just uh, north of us. Uh, There's two young men from my hometown. No kidding. St. James. Uh, I didn't recognize them, but they were in 17th place, doing well. Big crappie tournament. But, guys, thanks for being on the show. I'll I'll let you know when this is there so you can be sure to tell your dad. I will. If he don't tell him, tell I will. 
Let I'm videoing it right now. So, oh, are you? Yeah. So, well, good, good for you. Get good them deal. brownie points early. You betsy, you're gonna beat me to the punch, aren't you? That's right. <laughs> That's all right. But you guys keep fishing, keep taking them little girls. And I always like to end the show and tell everybody, you know, make the effort, get out there, and live your dreams in the outdoors. That's right. Don't worry about what's going on. Do you do you? That's exactly right. I'm Bill Cooper. The Living the Dream Outdoors podcast is brought to you by. Cowtown USA, Alps Outdoors, Cardiac Mountain Outfitters, The Fly Rod Journals, Westover Farms, Scenic Rivers Taxidermy, and Living the Dream Outdoor Properties. Land ownership is the American dream. Land is the basis of all life. Our wise use of this most precious of resources ensures the survival and growth of free institutions and our American way of life. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we value the traditions and freedoms that land provides us. Every day we seek the solace of a mountain sunrise over traffic jams and smog, the calming silence of a bubbling stream over the sirens of the city, and the quiet of the countryside over the hustle and bustle of the world. We hunt, we fish, we farm. We live off the land. It's our mission to help our clients live out their dreams on the land as we do. At Living the Dream Outdoor Properties, we believe that it's not just land, it's a lifestyle. Join us five days a week on Living the Dream Outdoor Podcast as the Living the Dream Outdoor Dream Team explores the most desired outdoor properties in the Midwest and whisks you away to incredible hunting, fishing, and outdoor recreation opportunities. Host Bill Cooper, an inductee of the National Freshwater Fishing Hall of Fame, will be joined by members of the Living the Dream Outdoors team each week as they tell tall tales, unveil tips and tactics, and rub elbows with some of the biggest names in the outdoor world. You'll also find the Living the Dream Outdoors podcast on your favorite social media platforms, including Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok.